my goodness. Good morning. Good morning. How's, uh, how's, how's the church this morning? Man, I tell you what, good to see all the new faces this morning. We got uh, good to see the old faces too, you know what I mean? So that's good. hey But uh, man, great, great day of, time, day of worship this morning. Uh, uh, guys, it is, it is stunning to me what God is doing in our church. You know, I, I was thinking that going to three services would, uh, would lessen the crowds, but you guys are filling them up. Uh, it's just, just remarkable. Um, happy Mother's Day. Oh, yeah, but y'all better clap for your mama now. Come on. But a um, couple of quick things, guys. Um, if I haven't met you, I am Casey. I'm one of the guys serving here with you at New City. Just wanted to uh, uh, just, just love on you a little bit, man. It's a great day. We're going to be uh, talking about um, uh, the Last Supper today, which is appropriate since today is the last of the series of To the Table. But we're actually going to springboard into something called What If the Church next week, which is we are going to be partnering with another church, actually a church at Overland Park. Well, I will give you a little bit more information next week. But, um, but we do this, um, do this every year. We partner with another church, so we're going to have that pastor who's going to come here and speak, not next week, but I'm going to go to his uh, church and speak. Uh, we're going to do a pulpit swap, and uh, it's going to be awesome. But we also, uh, each, we, each year we serve with one another. This, week, this year's What If the Church is a... Uh, it's a little bit different. Now, if you've been with us for a little while, you've known, known that we've gone and we've gone done big projects. We helped uh, World Harvest Ministries last year uh, put up gutters and do uh, like all kinds of stuff at their, at their work and help with uh, like clearing out some, some property that, that they, they had. This year is going to be a little bit different. We're actually partnering a little less physically, but more maybe spiritually with other churches to bless the uh, communities that we are in. Literally, there is, a, there is an app that we're going to help each other download and specifically pray for our neighbors. And there's ways you can look on that. Like I, my understanding that this has started to really, um, and we'll talk again a little more specifically about what's going on, but it has started to snowball to the point where there are 10,000 people in, in, the, in the Kansas City metro area that are specifically being prayed for through this app, and it's it's really kind of a kind of a cool thing. So we'll uh, talk again, get more details that kind of thing next week. But kind of be be ready for that. It's called bless the neighborhood. What does it mean to bless the neighborhood? What does it mean to like what we're doing right now, opening up our tables to one another, right? What does it look like for us to open up our tables to one another? Open up our tables to the to the community that we live in and reside in, the neighborhoods we we all are. And by the way, we are we are a uh, a church that has people from all different different areas of this area here, um, Baldwin City, Eudora, Wellsville, uh, uh, obviously Gardner and Edgerton, uh, Olathe, Paola, I mean, it's just everyone. Have I missed any? Johnny, yeah, what the? Ottawa, yeah, where else? Anybody else? DeSoto, yeah, where else? What, I'm sorry? Over the park, yeah, where else? Like, we got them all over, right? It's just people coming from everywhere and so where you are in your neighborhood is one of the places you can make the biggest impact for the kingdom. Amen? Remarkable. Guys, a couple of quick things. There is a connect card. Oh, there it is. It just fell. There's a connect card attached to your bulletin. If you are new, fill this out. Or if you're not new, fill this out. And just check and see where you want to, like if, if the Lord's leading you to, to serve. If the Lord's leading you to do different things, man, check that out. If you've got a prayer request. Put that on there. Uh, if you're a first time, second guy, second time, 
I want to update your contact info, which is very important, by the way. I, we sent like Christmas cards out to everybody in the church, and we got like 40 of them back because we had the wrong address in the, in the system. So make sure you got your, uh, your, uh, your info updated. Also today, and I want to give you a warning ahead of time. <coughs> I don't mean to be like uh, weird or anything like that, but, but some people get like weirded out when somebody asks them if they want to follow Jesus. Well, uh, today you're going to get weirded out. Because I'm going to ask you if you want to follow Jesus if you haven't. Is that cool? Hey, yo, right? Like, like we're going to, like, it's going to be, like, I'm going to ask you point blank if you know him as your Lord and Savior. Like, a lot of people will say, well, I think that I, when I was, you know, 11, that I, that I prayed this prayer in my heart, so I think I'm good. Well, there, nowhere in the scripture does it say that's how you come to know Jesus. Did you know that? Like, I know that, I know that, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but, but those are things that, that well, people think, well, I think I am, but they don't know for sure. It's really remarkable. Here's what I want to do. I want people to, to look at the scriptures today and what Jesus is like and what he does and actually ask yourself, have I, have I done that? So if you want to put on your connect card, I choose to follow Jesus or I'm coming back to Jesus and I want to be, be baptized. By the way, the baptism waters are warm and ready. Today, if anybody says that they want to take that and do that. A couple of quick things we're going to be doing for our community. Just want to let you know. <coughs> We've got, uh, by the way, Super Summer Kyle, who did the, Kyle C. Watson, my man. Got the, if you are a youth or a parent of a youth or know a youth or think you might know a youth, it might be your neighbor that you bring over to the table someday, right? Uh, send them to Kyle's way. We're going to be going to Super Summer in about a month and a half. It's going to be the last week of June. And uh, that, is a, that is an incredible thing. Like, like Kyle and I actually, probably eight, nine years ago, got called on the same day at the same service at, at, at Super Summer. It was crazy, crazy day. And Michaela as well, same day, right? And um, so we, we but uh, the deadline is not here, but it is fast approaching. Please get your information in. You can get the information on the, our website, newcitychurch.com. You can go to justforyouth.com, which is the Kansas, Nebraska Convention of website type of thing. Check it out and just, uh, but get your info in ASAP. Do not let money be an issue if it is. Like, here's the thing May 19th, which is this Friday, we're going to meet here at 6 30 and we're going to go bless the neighborhood by helping different people um, that need help with the, uh, the Saturday. Like this coming Saturday is Edgerton Citywide Cleanup Day. We're going to meet here. We're going to go help some folks that are elderly or need help in other ways to get things out to the curb for them so we'll meet again 6 30 right here and the youth are going to join us and some of the youth are going to join us and actually get paid to do some of that stuff they're going to work for their super summer i've heard of a 13 year old that is like mowing grass for the last couple of months ready getting ready for super summer and then of course um mother's day is today right y'all better be cheering for mama <laughs> we got some gifts for your moms back there as you leave today please take your gift um by the way somebody hold up what we got it is a, a flower pot with a couple of flower bombs in it thank you janice and it's got uh got instructions about what to do with that that kind of thing but wildflower bombs uh, not explosive bombs some of the guys like bombs really that'd be awesome that's the greatest mother's day gift in the world something's gonna explode i can't wait We'll wait till Father's Day, M80s and all the pots, right? That'd be great. 
<coughs> also, guys, one more thing we're doing for our community. We are doing a summer kickoff party June 3rd, which is a Friday night at 630 downtown Edgerton. Uh, we want to be in there and engaged and helping and doing whatever we can do. Probably going to have some sort of a booth there, That all that. It's going to be a wonderful time. 6.30 to 8.30 is going to be, I think that's right, 6.30 to 9 actually, is going to be the the kickoff party. At 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock, there's an outdoor movie. It's going to be a blast, man. Let's show up, show what we can do, show what we're made of, and uh, and bless our neighbors. Amen? Is that cool? A couple of quick things. Uh, you guys know that in, on Easter, uh, when we kind of kicked off this To the Table series, Easter, Resurrection Sunday, however, whatever you want to call it, um, I, like, when I was preaching, like, God was revealing something to me that I was, that he was, he was clarifying to me my, my problem with Jesus. Now, my, now, I don't have, I shouldn't have a problem with Jesus, and it ain't Jesus' problem, it's my problem. Like, my issue with Jesus was, was so profound that it, that it, that it came to light during this. Like, like, I have no issue with Jesus being God. That came to the in the form of a man down to us. I've got no issue with that at all. Here's the thing: like, like for for example, Jesus fulfilled. There were all kinds of prophecies that were in the Old Testament, from Genesis to I mean, like crazy, like stuff like his hands and feet would be pierced. His he would be betrayed for thirty pieces of silver. Specific, measurable, accountable. People could like like verify this stuff, right? Over 300 specific prophecies that came true through one person. He would be born in Bethlehem. Hands and feet would be pierced. Riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. Betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Things that people could know and dispute. But they couldn't dispute it because it happened. Like that's impossible. That is absolutely impossible for all these things to be written down over a 1500 year span prior to Jesus ever coming to the earth. And yet he fulfilled them all. That's crazy. And if that wasn't enough, this guy rose from the flipping dead. That's ridiculous, right? Amen? Who's with me, church? Like, he's God. I got no issue with that. Here's my problem. In Revelation 3, when he's doing something very powerful, like judging a church, and he says to this church, specifically the church in Laodicea, he says, because you're neither hot nor cold you won't even make a decision for me i'm gonna vomit you out of my mouth now i was thinking about saying something like are you gonna be chunks in his vomit no but i didn't i just did but i was but it would have been awesome if i had right <coughs> no it's too close to lunch man mother's day is ruined but my issue as i was reading that in the scriptures on that sunday morning with a humongous crowd I started going, here it is. Because what he said was, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. However, however, I stand at the door and knock. And anyone, anyone who opens this door, I will come in and eat with that person. Amen. I will come in and eat with that person. Something so specific and so normal and so regular. That the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Alpha, the Omega, would want to do anything with a knucklehead like me and a knucklehead like you. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't forget you're a knucklehead. 
Oh, come on, you do better than that. <laughs> Sophia, you are not a, you're a cute little knucklehead. I love you, girl. And if that wasn't enough, he said, those that I will eat with, I will put you on my throne with me. That ain't right. But that's Jesus. Like, kings don't do that. You don't sit on a throne with the king, but that's what he wants. Like, he wants to be with you, and he wants to be with me. Knowing what I've done, knowing what you've done, knowing our, our faults, knowing our sins, knowing the, the knucklehead stupid stuff, he still has that desire. Guys, that blows my flipping mind, and it came to light on Easter morning, and I'm still, like, processing it getting closer to the understanding of it but but jesus continues you can fill out your bulletins here jesus does the miraculous and then does the ordinary over and over and over in the scriptures it blows our minds in matthew 9 for example we learned a couple of weeks ago that jesus heals while eating with the the worst of society those who were considered the dredges and the lowest of the low the tax collectors and the sinners see, see jesus rebels Against, and, I, and, I, and I use this term specifically because he rebels against the religious culture by healing the spiritually sick. Here's what I dig about Jesus. Here's what I just love. Jesus, if I could introduce you, one of the things that just makes my heart leap, like when I get up in the morning, I'm like, I get to do this with other people. And you get to do this with other people. You get to introduce Jesus to people, not the denominational Jesus that you've been brought up to believe he is, not the condemning Jesus that you've been brought up to believe he is, not the, oh, it doesn't matter what you believe, Jesus, as long as you're sincere and, and love people, not that Jesus either, but the Jesus of the scriptures. Yes, he's judge, but yes, he's friend. All of it combined. If I could help you understand that, if I could help you look at the scriptures and see who Jesus really is, you would love him. And would do everything you can to be with him. That's how powerful this is. People invited Jesus. Jesus, would you come to our party? That don't happen to a lot of pastors. Right? That don't happen to a lot of religious people. That, like Jesus said, they wanted him there. We even looked at the, the re restoration of, of Peter. And I love Peter, man. Peter's like that guy... That says stuff before he thinks. Does stuff before he thinks. He's kind of like me, right? He'll just say stuff. And do stuff. Without thinking. But Jesus, even though Peter denied him three times. In, in John 21, restores him. He says, not only says, hey, Peter, you're good. I got you. But I got some stuff for you to do. See, Jesus restores those of us who have rebelled against him. And gives us responsibility in the kingdom. He doesn't just say, you're saved. He says, I need you. I'm going to use you, right? I misspoke. He doesn't need us, but he wants us. He says, I got something for you. This week, we're going to see all these elements at the Last Supper. And this is just such a profound thing. I know that there's this painting, famous painting of a, the Last Supper, and that's kind of our thoughts. But get that, just like block that out of our minds, man. Think about the, this, this small table with a bunch of dirty dudes just hanging out, right? eating the supper very small table they were reclining it was it was you know very dimly lit those kinds of things john 13 starting in verse 1 it says it was before the 
Passover festival, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And he still loves us. Amen? You with me, church? We good? The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. (coughs) After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet. There ain't no way this is right, right? Not the king. The kings don't do this. Drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. I want you to understand something as you're starting to envision this. And we get into this scripture a little more deeply. That Jesus knows where we have been. Where we are. And he prepares us for where he wants us to go. Like, don't think you got to get yourself all straightened out, okay? Jesus will grab you, pull him where you're at, if you'll let him, and he will prepare you for where he wants you to go. People so many times say, well, i got to get cleaned up before I do this, that, and the other, and that kind of thing. i got to get cleaned up before Jesus tells me what to do. i got to get cleaned up. No, you don't. You can't. You can't. Like, i got to get rid of this addiction before Jesus can use me. You can't. i got to stop watching this on the Internet before Jesus can, can use me. You can't. Oh, you might in your own strength be able to stop something, but what if you go to hell anyway? What difference does it make? Amen? What difference does it make? Like, 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 stop doing all this stuff and still, like, eternally suffer in separation from God. Makes no sense. Let him do his thing. Use his power in you to overcome those things and live for him. Come on, church. Are you with me? He came to Simon Peter and said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Now, this isn't a question like, Lord, are you going to wash my feet too? Make sure you get the toe jam out, okay? He's not saying it like that. No, oh, Lord, are you going to wash my feet too? Make sure you get between the toes because it's pretty crusty in there. He's not like that. He's saying, are you going to wash my feet? No. Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing. But later you will understand. No, said Peter. You shall never wash my feet. And that's, that's my problem. It's my struggle, right? No, Jesus, you will never eat a cheeseburger with me. I'm here, you're there. You're powerful. You're God. No, you're a king. Jesus answered, lest I wash you, you have no part with me gotta let him eat with us we gotta sit across the table from us don't we and lord simon peters replied not just my hands but my feet not just my feet but my hands and my head as well wash it off jesus answered those who have had a bath need only wash their feet because i could get into all kinds of cultural and specific and you know, commission type things, man, but do not miss what he is doing here. Do not miss what he is saying here. 
Those who have had a bath need only wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And, and, what was, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to, this, to his place. Do you, do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should what? Wash one another's feet. That's the thing. Jesus sets the standard of humility, sets the standard of serving one another and loving one another. I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. That's the command. That's what we need to take away from this. We need to do what Jesus has done for us. Amen? But think about that. See, all through the scriptures, it's over and over and over. This whole idea that the world says, oh, you've got to look out for number one, and it's a dog-eat-dog world, and you've got to climb your way to the top, and if you've got dead bodies behind you, so what? You made it, right? But yet, Ephesians 5.21 says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Matthew 20.28 says, The Son of Man did not come to be served. This is Jesus. Did not come to be served, but to serve. Who are we if we don't? Philippians 2.3 says, In humility, value others above yourselves. That doesn't come naturally. That's why it's commanded, right? Amen? Wow. And guys, my if I had a life first, this would be it. I don't, but if I did, it would be this. My life first is the Bible. I think a lot of folks, I'm not saying it's wrong to have one. I'm just saying a lot of people take verses out of Scripture, out of, uh, out of Scripture, out of context, and apply them the way they want to in their, in their lives, and it just, man, it messes up. You've got to take every verse in Scripture in context of all the verses in Scripture. Isaiah 66, 2, before I read it, let me ask you, and I love answers to questions when I ask them. Do you want favor from God? Yes. Do you really want favor from God? God said in Isaiah, my hand made all these things. And so they all came into being. This is the Lord's declaration. I will look favorably, listen up, on this kind of person. Oh boy, he's about to say, this kind of person is so who I show favor to. One who is humble, submissive in spirit, and trembles at my word. Man, I know a lot of people that, that look at the word of God and say, oh man, this is, this is God's word. And they're not humble. And they don't submit to other people. They don't ultimately submit to God. I know some people that, that say they're humble and they seem humble, but they look at the word of God and say, yeah, it's pretty good stories. They don't really tremble at it. God said, I will look favorably on this kind of person, who, one who is humble, one who is submissive in spirit, and, not or, and trembles at my word. 
do you want God's favor? Then what do we need to do to be like him? To actually accept the fact that he likes us. Which is what I'm still coming to grips with. I will look favorably on the humble, submissive, and those who tremble at my word. So we're going to do communion here in a second. <laughs> and communions, you know, speaking of the Last Supper, Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me, right? But one of the things that Paul wrote to the church, the Paul being a very prolific writer, wrote most of the New Testament, and guided by God, obviously. One of the things that he did and said, Paul wrote to the church and said, do not take this communion in an unworthy manner. First off, this is for believers. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior yet, and I say yet, right, because I hold fast to the promise. But if you don't know him, this isn't for you. No offense. This is for believers. Communion is. Second thing is that Paul wrote that, that do not take communion in an unworthy manner. If you have anger or a brother has done something to you or you have done something to you, like, like go first be reconciled to your brother or sister before taking this in an unworthy manner. Otherwise, you will cast judgment on yourself. About 12 years ago, I had to leave a church service, drive 45 minutes to reconcile with a brother. People are like, oh man, something's going on with Casey. Oh man, he's in some sin. Oh man, right? No, I had to do what the scripture said. And just go be reconciled. I had to go say I'm sorry. Even if I thought it was his fault. If we have unforgiveness, if we have like rebellion in our hearts, guys, check yourself. Let God open your heart this morning before taking communion. We're going to take about 30 seconds or so. And we are going to just, just sit in silence. My prayer is, well, we'll go ahead and pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for sending the son that is the is the most amazing and the coolest of the cool. God, we love you and thank you in advance for what you're about to do and what you have done. God, we thank you for those who walk in your presence. And thank you for those who are about to. As we take this communion, Father, may you examine our hearts and expose and reveal to us any rebellion and any uh, unforgiveness and any uh, lack of repentance and any man anything that you do not want may we take it in a worthy manner we thank you father it's in your son's incredible and impossible and loving and liking name all people in the house said